Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap from the Black Letter Podcast, and you're listening to our Monday Minutes. Let's get started. For this week, Monday Minutes, we're talking about ITAR, I-T-A-R, or the International Traffic in Arms Regulation, which you're probably not familiar with unless you're exporting arms or technology or anything on the USML, which is the United States Munitions List. If you're manufacturing, exporting, distributing, or acting as a broker for any kind of defense-related item, goods, or data, and think about that, it includes data, you have to be ITAR compliant. If you don't comply with the international traffic and arms regulations, it can not only ruin your day, it can kill your business, quite literally. The ITAR actually carries criminal penalties as well, and it's very broad. The purpose of ITAR is to safeguard the security of the United States and its allies by controlling the movement of defense-related goods and technologies. So USML, which is the U.S. Munitions List, has 21 categories of items covered by the ITAR. It includes firearms and missiles, explosives, biological agents, and stuff you wouldn't expect. Like, in some cases, we had a case where it covered PCs, just regular old off-the-shelf computers. But because of the software our clients sold, it was regulated by ITAR. Arms manufacturers tend to be aware of ITAR because they're selling things that are really obvious like missiles and firearms, but smaller companies get into trouble when they deal in things that are called dual-use items that aren't primarily intended for military use. Just by way of an example, think about an electronic device that's designed for civilians like a cell tower antenna, but it could also be used as a piece of military equipment to uh, trigger an IED or to facilitate communications amongst bad guys. And this kind of thing is the thing that could trigger a need for ITAR compliance and can get people in trouble uh, when they're not thinking about it. And they just ship that antenna overseas uh, from somebody buying it on Alibaba or Amazon or wherever they're selling their product. So first thing you have to do uh, to become ITAR compliant is register with the DDTC. That's the Directorate of Defense Trade Controls. Once you register there and you get an account and a login, very easy to do, actually. You understand and acknowledge that the ITAR requirements are there and that you'll comply. You can't get around it by not registering or pretending it doesn't exist. So go to DDTC, State Department website, and register there. The burden, the onus of this is on you as the business owner, the person doing the exporting, to be familiar with the regulations. And this includes knowing who you can sell to and who you can't sell to, who you can do business with and who you can't do. There are some bad guy countries on that State Department list on DDT's website that you can't sell to at all. And then there are some countries that are kind of in the middle where you need special permission. And then there are countries we're friendly with that may, while the product you're selling may be regulated, you can sell to them, but you do still have to register. So when you register, you'll pay a fee and you'll get a license or authorization number so that you can deal with goods and services governed by ITAR. Compliance also means you have to take any steps you can to prevent transfer of USML restricted goods. And every time I say USL restricted goods, I mean, again, not just missiles and firearms, but data, computer data, software, PCs, civilian equipment that could be used in military circumstances. And take a look at the USML. You can just Google it and you'll find the list of the 21 different subjects and then a lot of sub-subject areas. So your data needs to be closely guarded and protected, which is a challenge for companies that regularly transfer information overseas, especially when they use the internet or when they store data overseas. So make sure you link up with a good cybersecurity company and team or cybersecurity lawyer. 
such as those here at DBL, for example. A couple things to know. The State Department is extremely serious. Serious is a heart attack about controlling the manufacture and export of items on the USML. So if you're in violation of ITAR, your civil fines can be up to $500,000, half a million dollars, and criminal fines of a million dollars. And while that is a lot of money and you're thinking, well, it's a huge deal, so I can pay those fines. It's a criminal fine of a million dollars. You can also be imprisoned for up to 10 years per violation if you're the responsible party. So again, serious stuff. My advice before the DDTC comes calling, talk to an experienced attorney who knows ITAR, determine whether or not you're dealing with goods or services on the USML. And there is a way to do this in advance. You can submit something called a commodity jurisdiction request to the State Department. And we do that all the time. And the State Department will actually give you an opinion and say, yes, this is regulated. This is on the USML. This is subject to ITAR. Or they'll give you a nice opinion that makes you happy and says, oh, your cell antenna is not military equipment. Go ahead and sell it. You still have to look at State Department export rules. You may not be able to export to that country, even if it's not regulated, if it's a really bad, bad guy country. You can't sell them anything, but certainly not USML stuff. Short of it is, talk to an ITAR attorney. It's complicated. It's not as easy as it sounds. Maybe it doesn't sound easy. Uh, And that is your Monday morning deep dive minute. Thanks for joining.